Welcome to Isabel Wellman, the podcast with me, Isabel. I created this podcast because I strongly believe that living a healthy lifestyle is about equally nourishing your body, mind, and soul. It's not about enduring crippling decision fatigue or working yourself to death in a gym to establish the perfect body. You feel centered in who you are, energized all day, nourished from food, radiant in your skin, and enthusiastic about who and what you devote your time to each day. Living a healthy lifestyle is about learning how to come back to your center when you're emotionally triggered, knowing the value of saying yes to time-saving investments, and spending ample time outside so you feel completely satisfied when you lay your head on your pillow at night. You value choosing quality over quantity. You choose to understand your cyclical nature and accept yourself as an energetic being. It's time to take a deep belly breath and gear up for the ride of your life. Welcome to the podcast. Howdy, and welcome to Isabel Wellman, the podcast the show that explores the magic of being human with me, your host, Isabel Wellman. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the different aspects and how they create a special language with the natal birth chart. If you've been using this series to assist you in your understanding of astrology, I highly recommend you grab a notebook and act as a student, especially for today's quote-unquote class. That really is what this feels like, a mini class series presented to you because I want to share the magic of astrology in every way possible. Astrology, as you'll see, and as you have probably already figured out, is a very deep subject. It is a well that is never ending. There are many different models to follow as well as different ways to interpret the energies, as well as various ways that we understand it and can unpack it. Again, like I've mentioned in past episodes of this series, I like to use astrology in a psychological, applicable manner, using this as a tool to circumnavigate the world that's inside of my body. Because I've been able to do this, and I continue to do it, I continue to learn, I am going on my fourth year as a official astrologer in this life. It is simply the magic of knowing who I am and others better. How can I be a better student? How can I be a better girlfriend? How can I be a better friend, business partner, co-worker, citizen? How can I step up and be better by choosing the not always comfortable yet meaningful way? And that is what you're going to hear about today. So last week, I know that I mentioned I would be going into how to synthesize. You will get that next week. I promise, promise, promise. This episode might feel more important for today because we are talking about the aspects Without learning about the aspects before synthesizing, I think we may get confused. So let's learn about aspects and then we'll synthesize next week. What is an aspect? It's a unique part of the birth chart. And we all have a natal birth chart. 
And these can be intense to understand at first, but after repetition, after looking at various examples of this, it becomes really easy. And there are little tips and tricks to look at so that you can find these in a easier way. Overall, my intention is to share the wisdom of aspects and to equally give you the practical approach to explore them on your own because that is where the fun begins. And we'll begin by going over what these aspects are. So like I said, they are a placement in your chart. They are the dynamics of the mathematical entry points to understanding your personality. Isn't that really, really fascinating? The dynamic mathematical entry point. And we look at these aspects by red or blue lines from the model I use, which is tropical. And there are five main aspects that we'll be going over. Various other aspects exist, yet that is for a far more advanced astrology class that may happen in the future if this is a series that is attracting y'all if you like it if you want more of it let me know and so i will not be going on past the five aspects that are the basic intermediate entry level aspects to know love and admire to dive into them we first have a conjunction a conjunction is when two or more planets are within five degrees of one another in the birth chart they're basically on top of each other the only way around this rule is when it comes to the sun, the moon, or your ascendant and or rising sign. Ascendant and rising, like you know, are the same thing. That can be a 10 degree orb between the sun, moon, or rising and whatever other planet in the birth chart. That could be personal, personal, or personal outer. What a conjunction means or holds the energy or archetype of is unity. This is a merging of those two planets in the birth chart. It can be the intensity of how they come together. It's like they're holding hands, they're inseparable, they act as one, and it's the identity where we are in life. Moving on to oppositions. So oppositions, as you might guess, are opposite of one another. This is two planets, 180 degrees apart. It's very important in the birth chart. Oppositions are incredibly important. This is a dialogue of seeking balance between this or that, or this and that. This is a red line, which does mean it is more challenging that it's a little more of a discomfort in the chart, that we have to work at it. Just like a stop sign on a street light, before you can go green, you have to stop. You have to pause, consider, contemplate. What needs work here? How can I bring this into balance between the two energetics? It's a big learning point. Moving on to a trine. So a trine is when two planets are 120 degrees apart. And this is the talents that we possess as an individual. 
They are very effortless. It's smooth. It requires conscious activation because it's so easy to us that we might neglect it. And thus, it can be an unused gift because we do not even realize or give ourselves credit for the gift. You could think of this as is what is energy. We just have this. It is what it is. It it is whatever we do with it. And an easy way to navigate a trine in the birth chart is by noticing if the planets are in the same element. Water, water, fire, fire, air, air, earth, earth. And this is a blue line. Blue is representing ease, flow. The energy is happy to connect with the other planet. It's simple here. It does require active consciousness to utilize it, but it does love to hang out together. Another way you can look at trines are, it's what helps you along your journey in this lifetime. What tools, what opportunities, what gifts you have that are along with you for this ride. Then we have squares. Squares are when two planets are 90 degrees apart in the chart. This can create turbulence or like you're being stretched apart. It is a new experience. It's discomfort. It might require your, it not even might, it requires your full-fledged attention. It requires your activation, your effort. It is going to ruffle the feathers. It's meant to ruffle the feathers because it's here to activate you in a new way of operating to heal karmic or ancestral cycles. This is a red line, as you might be able to tell. Remember, red is a challenge. Blue is ease. And you can look for squares because they'll be in the same modality. So modalities, before I go further, are cardinal, fixed, or mutable. And this is going to be a growth edge. So before I move on to modes, let me just reiterate, squares are growth edges. You go up to them, you don't feel comfortable. Do I jump off the edge because my parachute is on my back? Do I trust the parachute or am I going to hide in fear because I do not trust the parachute? So that is what the square is. I am going to touch on modes really quickly because I have not done that yet in this series. All right, quick view on modes. There are three different modes, four planets per mode and one of each element per mode. Excuse me, I said planets, I meant signs. Four planets per, oh my gosh, four signs per mode. Four signs per mode. Excuse me, I had the wrong thing written down. Three modes, four signs, one of each element per mode. <laughs> the modes are a sign and their opposite sign. That's how it's easy to remember the modes. For example, cardinal modes are Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. Fixed modes are Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, Leo, and Aquarius. Mutable modes are Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces. And each mode has various characteristics. I like to look at them like the seasons. This helps me remember them the best. 
cardinal mode, these signs kick off a season. So we have Aries kicks off spring, Libra kicks off fall or autumn, Cancer kicks off summer, Capricorn kicks off winter. This energy is, it's protective energy, it's leadership energy, it is change energy, it's fresh energy, it is a mark of a new start. And then we go on to fixed. Fixed is the middle of the season, dead set on spring, summer, fall, winter. So in this case, Taurus is the middle of spring. Leo is the middle of summer. Aqu or, excuse me, Scorpio is the middle of autumn and Aquarius is the middle of winter. This is energy that is, as we may hear, a little stubborn. It's energy that's very proud, that enjoys where it's at, knows the way, is not going to falter from the path, is going to follow through, get it done. And adapting may be a little tricky because they're just so dead set in the middle. And then lastly, we have mutable mode. And that's the end of the season, the transitional era. And it can vary in result of what is prominent or present in that season. So we have Gemini, the end of spring, Virgo, the end of fall. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, the end of summer, excuse me. Sagittarius is the end of fall and Pisces is the end of winter. So those are the modes. That's the quick check. Listen back if you need that all again. And we're going to go right back into the aspects. So I only have one more aspect to talk about. And this is a sextile. A sextile is when two planets are 60 degrees apart. This is a rhythm. It is potential to create, just like in composition, music. There's potential to create whatever you wish because you have the tool in front of you. This is what could be energy because it's what you make of it. It is the opportunity that you either say yes to or you say no to. Do you believe in it or do you not? Do you believe in yourself or do you not? This is taking it upon yourself to bring this alive, to welcome the characteristics in. It's there for you. It's waiting. It's like these two energetics want to have sex and have a great time. But unless you meet and have the conversation and get to know each other and agree and have consent, that's not going to happen. It is time for a quick break, get a little stretch in, drink some water, and here is what I have to offer. My favorite part of astrology is when I have my natal birth chart read by someone I deeply trust and care about. Someone I feel safe with and I'm open to explore the parts of myself that I might undermine. I love the parts that they point out that I might have ignored for a really long time because I don't want to go back to those feelings or I ignore how hard that event really was. I might even not see the talents and gifts that I have until someone is able to look and 
equally intuitively as well as logically point out the gift that is within me, that potential. And all it takes is a little bit of action to make it practical. I want to also give this experience to you. These hyper-personalized readings are totally curated from listening to your unique story. Because like I said, we oftentimes do not see our greatness or like to shine the light away from it so we don't look like we're all that. Yet, I wanna be able to gift you that rich and accessible tool, the practical insight, where you're able to take the information and transform how you operate as a human. Undergoing an astrology consult is not only a powerful tool for individual alignment, internal navigation, finding the flow in career or relationship and life, forgiving ourselves for something in the past so that we can actually and finally move on in the future, but it's a powerful tool to better understand and learn how to uniquely support those close to us. By supporting ourselves, we support everyone else. And you'd like to explore it, click on the link below and schedule your consult today. An easy way for you to navigate this is looking for the opposite of the element. So what I mean by this is water and earth. They love to go together. You get a relaxing mud bath with water and earth and then fire and air. When you put fire and air together, you get a bigger fire. And I like to invite you to think about your relationships. This is where you could see maybe where you gravitate towards a certain element or not. For example, my best friend, Miss Britt, she is opposite of me. She has double air fire in her chart. I'm double fire air. And no one knows me better than this woman. She is my rock, my glue, my stability. She got a lot of earth as well. Yet it is that chemistry of us being together that is just endless. She came to visit this past spring and we were driving to a hot spring. Danny's in the car. We're scooting along, having the best time. From the minute we get in the car (laughs) on this three hour drive and then the hour so we spent at the hot spring and then the three hours back, we did not stop talking. It had been a long time since we had seen each other in person, less than a year, thank thankfully, but time had been spent away and we were catching up and we asked Danny if he wants to go to the grocery store this because we need to go get dinner supplies and he's like, oh no, no, you're good. Y'all can go. Just, you can go. Whatever we go, we have a blast. Britt leaves and I bring it up to Danny later. I ask him, you know, when I left, like Britt and I were going to the grocery store and you didn't come with, why didn't you come? And he looked at me, a little smug grin, and he went, I had not heard you talk that much for so long consistently ever. I just needed a break. (laughs) And it makes me, I just, as you can hear, I'm just, I love it because that's who we are. And I'm attracted to Danny because he is what I need to balance my life out. He is that mud and that earth-water combo. He has a little fire, so he can keep up. He can spit it back at me. He has some air, but he has that grounded, calm, stable energy 
that I do need to continue to progress in this life. Learning to go slow because slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So I think that's a fun story. Think about your friends. Perhaps if you feel that gravitational pull towards people, look at the elements and simply look there. Elements can tell us a lot as you learned in episode one. And if you did not listen, go back, go back. Yeah, and that those are the aspects. Quick overview, we got the conjunction right next to each other. Oppositions, straight opposite from one another, 180 degrees apart. You have the trine, 120 degrees apart from planet to planet. Those are the same element, water, water, air, air. Squares, two planets, 90 degrees apart. That is the growth edge. It is same modes, cardinal, fixed, or mutable. And then you have, last but not least, the sextiles. And those are the magical combinations of earth and water, or air and fire. And those are two planets at 60 degrees apart. As I like to do, I'm always navigating, exploring, learning. Astrology is a never-ending subject. And another astrologer I enjoy, Jason Fleming, otherwise known as the Sagittarius Mind on his blog, on his website, on his Instagram. Highly recommend. He has a fantastic statement from one of his blogs, and I can link that blog below, but the statement is, as a whole, each of our birth charts is filled with possibilities. However, the chart itself promises nothing. It's where to utilize the contents of our birth charts based on a realistic assessment of our lives. It's essential that we are committed to doing the necessary work to make what's possible actual. I find that a really meaningful statement, beautifully said, not relying on the astrology to make our dreams come true, but seeing it as a doorway of opportunity to become who we want to be and seeing what tools we might already possess yet not know it and where we're gonna ruffle the feathers, find a little tension and have to learn to ride with the waves. We can't just go through them. We're we're gonna get pummeled and distraught, but if we can learn to go under the wave and then come back up, under the wave and then come back up, that's a really, really meaningful way to move through life. And a really interesting quote I heard recently was, the peaks are the happy points, right? Those are the gains in our life, and the valleys are our gaps in life. Yet without the peak, or without the gap, we'll never get to the peak. We cannot just go peak to peak to peak. It is getting to the peak that creates the gap, thus leading us back to the next peak. Just navigating life in the understanding and belief and trust of up and down, up and down, give, receive, give, receive, cyclical in every single way. And lastly, I want to just note how and where this applies. So 
when you're looking at your natal birth chart, you will notice, because we talked about personal and outer planets, that these lines are going to be different. These aspects, these placements, they're going to be different for everyone. And you may have an inner planet connected to an inner planet or an inner and outer connected or an outer and outer. So I just want to give you the basis for how you can look at that. So write this down, inner plus inner planet, that's the self. That's your internal world. That's, that is you, baby. That is applying to you. Inner plus outer, that's the details of your life's path. That's the journey. That's the adventure. That is the combination of internal and external. And then the outer and outer, as you could guess, that is the ancestral or karmic work that is being asked of you in this lifetime, how you show up for it, how you commit to it, how you contribute to that work. Right now, we're in an era where we have various different collective planets in different signs, but a lot of the people I am within a, I believe, seven-year range of, we have Neptune and Uranus in Capricorn or Aries, or a mixture of the two, right on the cusp or back and forth, give or take a few years. And I believe this is the shift of learning how to work in a new way, in a more sustainable, healing, loving, free way a way that is advanced, forward-thinking, that is going to disrupt a lot of what we know and love when it comes to how we work. It is caring about the nervous system. It is caring about emotions, not carrying the emotions on our back or displacing them and shoving them down into the earth, yet allowing them to become a part of what we know and love and how we operate, how we operate in the workplace, in relationships, in every area of life and letting them be important. And that's a wrap. (laughs) That's a wrap on the aspects of astrology. To review, today you learned about the five different aspects for beginner intermediate level astrology. You learned about the modes and you can now look at aspects between the planets from inner or outer in your own birth chart. I appreciate you so much for joining me for week four of this astrology series. It's been a true blast to create this with you and for you and for myself. It's always fun to go back to the basics because you're always learning something new. Always. Next week, I will be covering more about synthesizing the what, the how, the where of the signs, planets, and houses, as well as the aspects. Before I sign off, I do want to give you a little tool to use today and perhaps for the next week or a month. We only need to focus on one tool at a time. As I've gone through the past few years of learning new tools and how to apply them and where to apply them, I feel like I'm finally in a spot where I take it, I use it, I see how long I need it, and when it fades out, I can pick up and explore the next thing or I can go back and re-explore something I've already learned. That is integration. So this one is inviting you to think of three wins you had today. Whether it is morning, afternoon, or night, doesn't matter. You can think of three wins you had today. If it is right in the morning, 
you can go back and think about yesterday. What did, what were my three wins yesterday? This can be as big or as small as you'd like. I woke up today. I got that promotion. I made a really delicious new fun dinner. I planned that trip and I'm committed to it. I'm so excited. Whatever it is. And then I ask you to set yourself up with three wins you wish to achieve tomorrow. So this is a practice I personally like to implement at nighttime. So going over the wins from the day and then the three wins I wish to have the next day. So the next day, these wins are meant to help you prioritize, start, and fulfill a purpose throughout your day. We tend to want to wake up and have excitement or enthusiasm about life when we have things to look forward to, just like the vacation you plan to go on with your honey or your friends or solo or to the retreat. You look forward to it. Nothing else matters. You can't wait to get there. And it's ignoring everything in between and it's, that's the thing. Oh my gosh. And then when you're there, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. So you're not even focused on the goodness anymore. You're focused on not wanting to leave, which is a sad feeling. So this is about training ourselves to be in the gain. The, there's a great book called The Gap in the Gain. I will link it below because I cannot think of the author's name right now. It's the only book I have on my Kindle app. I received it for free. Pretty amazing book to receive for free, but it's extraordinary. And I highly recommend, highly recommend. This has been a really great change in my day because if I can just focus on the three wins I have, I feel so much better than the bombarding list of 10, 20 things that I want to get done. There are things that, yes, we need to do to keep moving forward in life. And there are things that are going to change and transform our lives. And by just getting yourself there into the 20 seconds of courage to do the win, to make it happen, we are showing up fully. And then over a week, you're going to look back and you're going to be able to count 21 wins. That's incredible. And that is how we shift from feeling uninspired into aspired, aspiring, continually, constantly. And yes, ebb and flows are natural and they will happen. Yet as we shift out of Virgo season and into Libra, I find it important to count the blessings and to measure the gains in our life. We can only ever compare our lives to our lives. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm eager to get back home because I'm still, I'm all, I'm away. These are pre-recorded. I've had a lot of fun getting ready for this trip. And I'm so happy that I was able to make this on time. It's a very big and important success that I did this timely. Oh my gosh, everyone's winning. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I say that with a ton of reverence for your time and your energy and for allowing this show to be a part of your day. That is meaningful. 
please consider leaving a five-star review, following along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, check out the video version on YouTube, and come hang out with me on threads. We are making an impact together every single day that we stand up and we share, we learn, and we thrive.